There is nothing worse than untapped potential. If you know that you're made for more, this is the place. I know that every successful person I've ever met has one thing in common. They do not let themselves fall victim to their circumstances. They figure out a way to rise above it. So join me on this journey where I help you to be better, do better, and have better in life and in business. If you're feeling stuck and you're needing some practical tools, some hope to get you to that better life, this is definitely the place for you. Hey everybody, welcome to the Unstuck Podcast. And today I get a chance to interview my friend, Charity Majors. You guys, Charity and I have been in uh, connection, I guess, for a couple of years now. Ever since I followed along with her and her confidence program a couple of years ago, Charity, I don't know if I've ever told you this or not, but I have to just share with you that I was searching. I was searching for something to help me scale my capabilities, my business. See, at the time I was working full-time, I was building my online business. I was being a mama and a wife, and I knew that there was something holding me back. And once I figured out that it was lack of confidence and time management, I knew that if I could tackle those and overcome those, I knew that there was no stopping me. And this is the cool thing. I had never, ever, ever hit a Facebook ad, selected a Facebook ad before until yours. And I don't know, your copy was amazing. Maybe it was divinely inspired, but, <laughs> but I clicked on it and I was like, oh my gosh, the unshakable confidence challenge. Like I, I need this. This is what's going to help me change the trajectory of my business, of my life, my impact for others. And you are a huge part of that. And since then, I've been able to follow your journey and we've, we've had a chance to connect over time. And I just want to thank you for, for just being you and doing all the things that, that you're doing out there to, to bless people. Oh, Michelle, thank you so much. It means so much to hear that because sometimes it's, you know, the online marketing world and is this copy going to work and is it going to draw people in? And I know that God has put this thing on my heart and it can make an impact on people. And you were, I still remember when you came into the challenge and you just stood out to me and um, I was just so excited to see you grow. And now we've had over a thousand women go through the unshakable confidence challenge. And it has just been such a blast. So that thank you. So I'm amazing. so glad. Way to go. And you know, I also didn't tell you this, but I have to tell you this too. So I really do feel like things are divinely timed, right? And so honestly, yeah. I gotta be, you know, honest. I didn't pick up your book right away. <laughs> it took me a little time, <laughs> but when I finally did, and I actually have it sitting right here, you guys, it's called meant for more. And I picked That's it up. even when, the old cover. Is it? Oh yes. my goodness. <laughs> I gotta send you a new one. I'll send you a new one. <laughs> and so this one, you know, you guys, I picked up when I needed it though. I picked it up when I was in Florida on the beach and you know, it's really hard to, to get into a book and stick with a book on the beach, but I couldn't put this down. And I literally charity, I went back to my Airbnb and I got out my computer and I started writing because your book inspired me. I had a book, I have a book inside of me, but you inspired me to tell a whole different side of my story. And I just want to thank you. Like you, your philosophy of meant for more is, is what I'm all about and helping other people be that as well. And I just wanted to say that you're doing amazing things in this world. Oh, thank you so much. I love that. I love that. Thank and I'm, you. and I'm realizing that I never gave you an official like title. So here, here let <laughs> me try this out. So you are a, an author, a speaker, you are a beauty queen, you are an entrepreneur, you're a mama, a wife, all kinds of hats that you wear. So tell us a little bit about who you are, Charity. How do you serve people? Um, what are you most proud of these days? 
Oh, thanks. Yeah. So, um, I mean, my favorite titles are wife to my hot firefighter husband, Chris, <laughs> and mama to my little five-year-old. He just turned five. I can't believe it. Um, his name is Judah, and he is just a gem. He's like my heart walking around outside my body. Um, and what I do on, you know, when I'm not a when I'm not wifing and momming and adulting is um, I'm really called to be a voice. And so that comes in through my Meant for More podcast, through my book, Meant for More, Igniting Your Purpose in a World That Tries to Dim Your Light. I actually just launched my um, devotional. It's a card deck. And so it's kind of like the pick a card, any card, and there is a, a kind of a prophetic message from the heart of God to you. Um, as well as a verse and an affirmation and a worship song that goes along, along with it. Um, I'm a soulful mindset coach, a business coach. I'm a recovering plant killer. <laughs> I can actually keep plants alive now. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and, that's awesome. Yeah, thanks. So what are you right now? You said that you do the meant for more podcasts, meant for more books. So tell me a little bit about what that means. Who are the people that you're serving right now? Yeah. So it's kind of those people who, right. They are some of the, of the rebels. They like to do things differently. They have that inner knowing inside that they were meant for something more, um, that maybe what they're doing is maybe not fulfilling. Like they know that they're here for a big reason. They know that they're here for a purpose. Um, maybe they're trying to uncover it. They're trying to unlock it. They're trying to figure it out. Um, and so that's a lot of the basis behind meant for more. Yeah. Um, and it's actually is a big part of my story. I, I was the girl that when I was younger, I, I had these big hopes and dreams in my heart to be an author and to be a speaker and to really make an impact on people's lives. And I went through this phase where I actually received a lot of, a lot of criticism and a lot of ridicule and a lot of, um, just, I was really made to, uh, made to feel wrong for the way that I was made. Yeah. I was kind of the, the butt of all the blonde jokes. I was the stupid blonde girl, even though I, um, you know, got straight A's and honors and graduated with honors and all this different stuff. And I just really never felt like I belonged. I was too sporty for the pretty girls, but too pretty for the sporty girls. Um, even though I played sports and then, you know, I just, I, I just kind of not felt like I, not, I didn't ever find where I belonged. Mm-hmm. Um, and that set me on a really interesting journey of really low self-confidence, a lot of limiting beliefs and going from when I was younger, like loving to sing and to dance and to be on stage and to connect with people to really hiding in the corner and being so afraid of of what other people thought and being the girl that's like, oh, well, maybe, I mean, they look like they like that girl. So maybe I should just pretend to act like her or, Oh, like maybe I should just like dress like her. And I really went through this phase of not even knowing who I was Mm -hmm. having a very shaky identity and no confidence at all. Um, until God kind of brought me on this inner healing journey and this kind of this big journey of identity of knowing who I was, of who heaven said I was. Um, and from there just began to unlock so much of the potential that I knew was in there and the dreams that I had just buried so far beneath, um, 
just a lot of fear. So, yeah, I can't wait to get into kind of that transformation and what helped you turn that, that tide. And I think that this is why I resonated with you so much is because I can, I can completely relate to so much of that. I grew up in a small town. I was kind of the nerdy smart kid, but I wanted to be the cool kid. And we were in a really small town. So there was like 16 girls in my grade. That's it. So if you weren't in the cool group, then you, you know, like, who are you going to sit next to at the table? It felt like, you know, and so I constantly tried to dim down who I was. I tried to, I remember sitting there and I remember thinking, I just don't want to get kicked off the table today. I remember like being scared of what my hair looked like or what my jeans looked like because I was going to get, you know, just thrown away. I remember there was one day and I, I can't, I've never shared this actually publicly, but there was a time where my, my best friend had um, invited me to her birthday party and it was a, like a random Wednesday. And so I spent the night, it was a school night, like how special is that? Well, I found out later that the reason that I got to spend a night on a Wednesday was because she had a birthday party with the cool girls on Saturday mm-hmm. and that they didn't want me there. And not only is that bad enough, but what happened was back in the olden days <laughs> when they were only landlines, <laughs> um, what they did was they called, they called my home and all the girls from the party were on different landlines in the house. And they tried to get me to talk poorly about the different girls in the grade. And thankfully I didn't, but I just remember feeling very, um, like I couldn't be myself and be accepted. Mm -hmm. And so therefore I had to be this chameleon, right. And how can I just get through the day without getting rejected? And, oh my goodness, you know, it's taken years. Like I'm in my forties and I I'm finally able to, to reprogram my brain, to think about how I can look at that situation differently and how I can grow from that. But that takes a lot out of you. And I think, you know, when you said dim your light, like that's the best way I could describe myself. I diluted myself down to be accepted by others. I didn't, I didn't want to stand out because people didn't like that. They didn't like that about me. And I think that what's so interesting about people like us is that even though those experiences can really take a hit on our confidence, for whatever reason, there's still this little nagging seed inside of our gut that says, but you are meant for more than this. And I think that's what, that's what makes us different. That's what makes us stand out. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And thank you for sharing. And I'm sorry that that happened and, um, who you are is, um, it's not too much. It's, you know, you're more than an F and you are such a light and I'm just so proud of you. So, well, thank you. Okay. So I want to hear kind of what happened to you to help you kind of break from those chains that, that have been holding you back. Well, it was definitely a journey, you know, it wasn't like a, all of a sudden I woke up one morning and, Oh, I'm just this magic new person. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, if only. <laughs> totally. That would be way easier. <laughs> Um, it was definitely this, you know, kind of like the peeling back of an onion. There were layers and layers of limiting beliefs that I had to really like what you said, like reprogram what had gone on, um, and what had been said. Cause, um, a lot of actually my expertise in the psychology and in the mindset world, um, what I found throughout my healing mm-hmm. journey was that a lot of the internal monologue that we hear comes from ages, you know, zero to seven to nine, uh, kind of in that range. And, and it was in that, those middle 
school years and those formative years where I really, again, I was made to feel wrong just Mm -hmm. by external peers. Like I grew up, I had a great family. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm finally like, believe who my parents, you know, they told (laughs) me it was as they had filled identity. I'm like, Oh, my parents were pretty awesome. Um, but it was really that seeking the external, um, approval from others where I found Mm -hmm. a lot of negative feedback. Um, similar to you, you know, I think even when I was maybe five or six, I was on a playground at a new school and had asked, you know, the little, like little girls, if I could go play with them and said, no. And my five or six year old little heart instantly, I, you know, like there was that internal little wound that said, I'm not enough and that I don't belong. Um, and so that was, you know, that there was instances like that throughout that just kept confirming that belief. It's, oh yeah, there's another place that I don't belong. Oh yeah. There's another place where I don't fit in. Oh, there's another place where mm-hmm. I'm not enough or, oh, there's another place where I'm too much. And right. yeah. Um, yeah. And it really, I can't even say that there was like, like I said, a definitive moment where I began to unravel those limiting beliefs and mm-hmm heal and really just seek the inner healing. Mm -hmm. Um, but I can tell you a big catalyst for it was actually Mm -hmm. one of the darkest times that I went through in my entire life. Um, I started on the personal development, um, like kind of a personal development and healing journey. Um, I would say, gosh, it's been over 10 years. Mm -hmm. So it's been a process for sure. Um, but what was actually a huge catalyst, like I said, was actually four years ago where, when we went through the loss of a child Mm -hmm. and so much of, even when I thought I had healed, right. It was like a whole nother layer of unpacking, um, you know, that there's something wrong with me that I couldn't keep my baby safe, that I was buried in shame. Mm -hmm. Um, and what was so even in the, the dark night of the soul, what I learned was, um, that I didn't need to be fixed. You know, God came in and depending on whatever your listeners believe God, you know, like that's what I believe you can fill in the blank for you. That's not what this is about, but God came in and, um, really met me in the darkest, most broken place. And he didn't try and fix me. You know, he didn't, I wasn't like my hype squad, like, Oh, just like get back out there. Like, like just, God just like sat with me and allowed me to be, um, and then just began to speak words of identity and hope and truth, um, just over me. And it was really in that dark time where I met, um, just the comfort and the goodness of a good God. Um, and that like, it just un- unraveled so many of even the deeper layers of what I thought that I had gotten over of shame yeah. and of, of people pleasing. And, and from that, it just took on a, a whole different trajectory, um, of really, um, like writing my book and sharing my story and really finding my voice and being firm and rooted in who I was and who heaven said I was. So, and you know, I, um, also experienced, um, the loss of a child that was definitely a turning point for me. And I can relate to the shame. And I remember again, like I am opening up about things to you that I, I don't think I've ever shared with anybody publicly, but I remember I have that effect. Don't worry. <laughs> I know. Right. Like, oh my gosh, here we go. I'm going to have to put a asterisk on this one, but you know, I remember just struggling and crying and crying and crying and I couldn't stop. And I was so mad at God and I was so angry and I was so frustrated and confused and all the things And I remember just one day I'm like, okay, I just need to call my doctor because this is not normal. This is not right for me. 
And I remembered like feeling so bad because who, what kind of a mom is going to ask for medicine to get me through this hard time when I'm trying to bring a baby into the world? Cause we were trying again to have another one. And it's like the enemy can put all kinds of shame stuff inside of our minds. And thankfully I had enough people around me that have helped me get through that. But that loss of that child was the turning point for me, as far as my faith journey with, with God, it actually brought me closer. Um, I feel like he showed me what it's like to have a heavenly father who is going to hug me, who is going to guide me, who's going to do what's best for me. And he reaffirmed to me that he has big plans for me. And this is just part of that journey and part of who this is going to help me become, but it's hard. It's so hard. And I don't wish it on anybody. My heart just breaks whenever I hear that somebody else is going through that. Totally. Well, I think that that is, you know, even just what you're saying, like that it's, it's one of the hardest things that I would never again, like you would wish Mm -hmm. upon anyone. And I think that when you go through a healing process, at least for me, I have actually been able to heal enough to where it is. I look at it and truly believe that it is one of the biggest gifts that I was ever given. You know, it actually formed like this unshakable belief in me that every single one of us, right. There has to be a million pieces and parts that perfectly come together for life to be sustained. And I'm such a, like, from that knowledge, like that deep soul, like spiritual belief of that, that we each and every one of us are here on on purpose for a purpose. You are not a mistake. Like God does not make mistakes. And like coming from that unshakable belief, Mm -hmm. like then being able to pass that on to others is is huge. Right. Cause we can, I think that we can, there's a lot of knowledge out there. Like you can teach what you know, right. But you can impart what you have experienced. And so for me, it's being able to like, I know a lot of stuff. I read books, right. Like we like, like I'm a nerd, like Like information overload. Like I can teach you probably anything you want to know, Yep. Yep. but to impart into your heart, into your soul, into your spirit, that you are here on purpose for a purpose that is absolutely like something that is undeniable that when I speak with someone, when I work with someone, they walk away like you, right. Ignited into something more ignited into finding their message, ignited into the next part of the journey of where God is calling them. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it's been really fun to be able to do that. And, you know, I just got to tell you that when I went through your unshakable confidence challenge, I think it was probably during that part. It might've been your book, but I'm pretty sure it was a challenge where this, the words solidly secure, like popped up into my mind Mm. and that became part of my affirmations for years. I am solidly secure in God. And that I am already whole and accepted the responses of others, not add to or subtract from my wholeness or acceptance. Right. And I think that so many times we can let our lack of confidence or our lack of being solidly secure in who we are and how we've been made on purpose for a purpose to hold us back in all kinds of things, especially like you and I are both in sales. We're both coaches. And so I think that that's one of the things I recognize is that I, if I feel like I'm bothering someone when I have a business conversation, then that's the vibe I'm going to be given out. Right. Yeah. If I 
feel like I'm unworthy of somebody working with me, that's the vibe I'm giving out. If I feel like I'm too afraid of the rejection that posting on social media or asking the question is going to, it's going to be too much for me to handle. And I don't do those things, then I'm not going to become the thing that I, that I set out to do in the first place. And so I think it's so important that we can get a handle on that because once you become so solidly secure in who you are, you carry yourself in a different way. You have a different posture. You have a different energy around you. People, you could say the exact same thing to somebody, but have a completely different posture and energy that will reciprocate back to the people who are meant to work with you. And so you guys, like, this was a linchpin for me. This was a linchpin for me. If I figured out how I could get there, I knew that there was no stop in me. And so, um, you guys, okay. So after this quick little break, where I tell you about this amazing program that I've been working on, that I can't wait for you to use, to level up yourself and your social media business. I want to have charity tell us about how she would suggest that we can, move from where we are now to where we want to be, what tips, what tricks, what exercises, advice that she has to help us get there. So we will get back to that in just a moment. Hey, Lachelle Weemey here. And I got to ask you, are you feeling like you're always on your freaking phone and you're trying to run your business? Your family's complaining about you always being on your phone. You feel like you're winging it constantly. And all you want to do is have a strategy that lets you be hundred percent authentic. And you are literally attracting the right people to you. Oh my goodness. That was me too. And I had to figure out a system that would make that work. I, and I totally nailed it. I have a program all designed to help you do that too, including a chance to spend the entire day with me so that I can help you write copy that attracts people and you will literally be done for an entire year. If that sounds like it's something that you need, we totally need to talk. Go ahead and click this link and let's get started. Okay. So Charity, let's, let's hear, um, from you right now, you might be, you know, speaking right now to the listener who's, who's like, oh my gosh, like, I feel like there's something inside of me. I do. I feel like I'm made for more, but I'm so scared. I'm scared of the rejection. I'm scared of being judged. I'm scared of putting myself out there of failing in front of other people of, of not knowing enough of all the things that get caught up in our heads. So, so take us through some of your frameworks that, that you've used in the past or, um, different tips or tricks that you would suggest people can use to help them get from where they are now to where they want to go. Oh, this is, there's a lot to unpack here. And I love, <laughs> I actually love this because it's, I think that this is useful, like no matter where we're mm-hmm. at, right? right. Cause there are always, that like, like we talked about the onion, the layers of the onion, mm-hmm. like it's not that you're, you know, ever just like, Oh, I'm just like, I've have arrived and everything about me. Like, like right, at the same time, like there's nothing wrong with you and you have never been more loved than you are right now. And right. We go from glory to glory. Right. So it's this yeah. both. And it's this truth that lives in tension. And so when it comes to being stuck, I'll kind of share two perspectives, like two sides of the same coin. Okay. Sometimes, um, and this is where discernment comes in, right? Because so, so sometimes it is like we're so stuck and paralyzed, whether it is in overwhelm or fear or um, like it's those limiting beliefs, the internal chatter, the maybe it's the fear of I don't know what's going to happen next or any of that stuff. Yeah. Or we are literally stuck in a place on purpose by God. 
Mm, and so here's, and so here's so good. <laughs> so here's, what's really interesting, right? So this is where discernment comes in and knowing the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, so for example, there are times where like, we can kind of get into overwhelm and when, over, when an overwhelmed mind literally does nothing, like makes no decision. Mm -hmm. And so we can be in this space of inaction. We can be in the space of mulling it over. We can be in the space of spinning around in our head and knowing like the difference in that is saying, okay, what is one thing that I can do to get into action to see if this door is going to open? And so if anything, it is literally like this massive, imperfect, messy, fall flat on your face action that will knock on a door to see if it's meant to be open for you to move forward. Okay. Or on the other side of this, and I'll give this example. So I remember at the end of 2019, like I'm pretty like, okay, like I get my planner and I, you know, like plan out my next year. And I like to say, okay, this brought me joy or this didn't bring me joy. Like this is working. This didn't work. Like what, how, what, like I sit with God, like, what does my next year look like? Mm-hmm. And it was like October, nothing. And then November, nothing. And I'm like getting nervous, right? Like my, like my normal tendency, like my method of operation, my MO is like, I just like usually have things planned out so that I can then plan my marketing and I can start to plan my advertising and I can do it right. Like the planner in me and nothing. And then December, nothing. January, literally. I'm like, mom, nothing, nothing. February, like, okay. Like I, like I got this really intuitive message that said, that God wanted to bring people back together in heart to heart, soul to soul in the room. And so I was like, I was kind of irritated at first. This was like end of January, like beginning yeah. of February before any of the COVID stuff. Right. right. And I was a little like irritated to where I was like, Oh my gosh, like really God. Like I just spent like the last few years building like this whole online thing. And I'd done some live events, but I'd really focused on online. And I'm like, okay, but if that's what you say, I'm like, I'm going to start to do like more in-person events, right? Like let's get heart to heart, soul to soul. Like nothing can replace like the screen. Like, you know, like you went through the 14 days unshakable confidence challenge. It's awesome. And still nothing replaces being in the room together. And so I had like, was like looking at the calendar to like plan, like some live events and maybe some retreats and all this stuff. And every single time I would like go to my calendar to put something down, like internally, there was like an internal wait, intern, like wait, inter wait. And I'm like, God, it's like January or maybe like the end of January, beginning of February, I should already have something planned and I should already be marketing it right now. <laughs> and so I like find, I was like, okay, I'm just going to like put something in like, okay, April, like this is a good spot. Like, so I put on the calendar, I like started to market it for a week. It was like a speaker workshop and I was going to sell into a speaker, a speaker retreat. Yeah. And, um, and like that next week COVID hit the world shut down. Like everyone had to like scramble to like, to like do all the refunds and their venues and little, like all this different stuff. And it was this like moment that hit me in the face that said like, that it was actually a protection for me to where I was, where I was in that holding pattern of no clarity and that internal weight and that, you know, just that intuitive, like weight, weight. And as frustrating as it was, I actually really trust now, like when the Holy spirit says 
wait, because I know that it's for my protection. I know that he's working on things behind the scenes. Um, and so going back to like the long answer to your question yeah. of getting unstuck or what that looks like again, it's that discernment. It's okay. Am I stuck because I'm not taking action or, and I'm overwhelmed and I'm stuck in the what ifs and I'm shooting all over myself or I should right. do this and I shouldn't be doing this. They should have said this now, right. Or maybe comparison, like, Oh, like look at what they're doing and I should right. be further yeah. along. Right. Yeah. So it's understanding it's this really big self-awareness piece of, okay, am I in this negative space of being stuck. And I just need to take action, like pick something, like flip a coin, pick something like who cares and go for it and mm -hmm. see from there. Or is it this internal weight of protection mm -hmm. that where we honor where God has us in the waiting? That's powerful. And I said so many times on this show that I was stuck in 2020 and it was really hard for me because I had the unstuck podcast. <laughs> and so like we need to like admit to people that I was stuck, but I do believe very much so that I was stuck on purpose because it really helps me to solidify some things and to get me clear as far as where he's leading me to go next. And there's no way I could have done that if I hadn't had that time, but sometimes it's not as clear. I had to learn that behind the scene, you know, like after it went through and, and for you to be able to pick that up kind of beforehand or as it's going is, is a gift. That's amazing. Totally. Well, I think that God always wants us to come from a space of, of like the right order, right? If we come from a space where maybe our family or our marriage or whatever with our kids is not priority or it's not healthy, everything else outside of that stems from this unstable, you know, like misaligned priority. Mm -hmm that can really damage, you know, do a lot of damage yeah. to family yeah. and to God revival looks like healthy family. Yeah. Um, and it looks, you know, it looks like really amazing marriages and that looks like really like great kids. And it looks like thriving family. And if everything looks amazing on social media and I'm making all these, whatever money and I'll take all my programs and whatever, but yeah. in closed doors, things are a mess. Like there is such a misalignment there. And that's something that we cannot maintain in our own strength and God isn't going to maintain it. Right. And I think that that's really powerful that you mentioned that because I think that sometimes when people, I will say myself included, have struggled with lack of confidence and lack of being solidly secure in who I am. Sometimes we take on things, titles, positions, um, jobs, you know, all these things that are going to make us whole, they're going to make us finally worthy. They're going to make us, you know, then I'll be finally secure. And yeah, you're right. Right. <laughs> and, and what sometimes happens is that when we're chasing all of that stuff, our family, the things that you're just talking about can kind of get like left in the dust. And I literally just read something in a journal that I wrote in and it said, your family is craving your attention and time. Yeah. And it was, it was actually a letter that I wrote to my future self. And it said, I am so proud of you because you have figured out how to help and serve people, but your family has been craving for your time and attention and you have made them a priority again. Yeah. You can't serve other people at the expense of the things that are most mm -hmm. important. No. And so I just remember that guys, that if you're struggling with that lack of confidence and you find yourself trying to fit those holes with things, with accomplishments, with titles, which with degrees, with all of that stuff. I just want you to remember 
you know, what's the most important thing? And my son just asked me this a couple of days ago. He said, mom, if you had two weeks left to live, what would you do? I'm like, I would spend it with you, buddy. Like this, yeah. that's a no brainer, like half a second. And, yeah. and it's like, okay, then if that's the case, like, let's not get our priorities out of line. Yeah. Right. Yep. Absolutely. And that was one of the reasons I started my business in the first place is I was on that trajectory is climbing those corporate ladders. And I was re- recognizing that the book that I originally wanted to write is about leadership and leading our families. And it's like, well, wait a minute, the most important people that this book would impact are already going to be grown by the time I get around to this, if this is the way that I'm going to continue to live my life. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I just love that. And so again, I think it comes back to the root of what is driving your decisions. What is driving your drive to, to do all the things that you're doing? Is it is your calling? Is it, are you discerning what it is that he wants you to do? Or are you trying to fill a hole and imagine, imagine for yourself, what would happen if you filled that hole the right way? And then you started to step up and do the calling. How amazing could you show up? Right. Yep. Couldn't have said it better. Okay, girl. So, um, we're, we're running out of time here and I could literally talk to you all day long. So that's what, <laughs> this is hard. So, I mean, I might have to just pull your, pull your arm and, and twitch your arm and have you come back. But, um, you know, I would love for you to just speak to the person who's like, okay, I, I feel that I feel that, that inside voice saying you're meant for more, there's more in store for you than what you're doing now. And it might be completely different than what they're doing. And I find this is interesting. I don't, I don't remember what it is. This is embarrassing, but I just took the Myers-Briggs a couple of days ago because I'm part of this church board and it was a, it was an activity that we had. And what was so interesting is that I am perfectly aligned with my God-given like personality and gifts right now in the space that I'm in, but it doesn't align at all with my career in anesthesia. Mm. And it's like, it took all of these steps to get me to where I am now. And it was probably because I was too scared to step out into my, my, my gifting, my purpose. Instead, I went the safe route of what I thought I needed to do. Right. And so you guys, if you, it doesn't matter how old you are, it doesn't matter, um, you know, how long you've been doing, whatever it is that you're doing. If you feel that little inkling inside of you, that you just know that there is something more in store for you, Charity, what would you tell that person who's listening right now? Hmm, well, I'm actually going to read, I pulled this up cause I just like felt like God said I should pull it up and this is the perfect place for it. So I'm going to read you a poem that I wrote and uh, this is in my book. And this was literally, I was just the hand and the paper and the pen. Um, this is so divinely inspired because I could never (laughs) write a poem like this. So this is for you. It's called a call to the light bearers. Have you ever felt like you are meant for more in this life to be and do more than go to work, pay bills, or be a wife? When did you hear it? The still small voice inside the one you can't shake, deny, or from it hide. It's the voice that echoes. Who are you not to be incredible, beautiful, and a bright light for the world to see. I know you're scared. And at times you feel you're not enough. The hurt you have been through and the times that were rough darling. It happened for you to show you the strength you have inside and the light that is within you must come out. It can no longer hide. The time is now, not tomorrow or another day, not when you feel equipped or you can see every step along the way. It's time to shine, to be real and connect 
Call on your sisters, your tribe, the others whose light will reflect the light of the sun, his love, his hands and feet to a world that is broken and so desperately needs the gifts you have been given, the purpose placed in your heart, the ones only you have been given. It's your time to play your part. Step in, step up, shine your light bright. The darkness is fleeing like when dawn comes after the night. Don't be afraid or discouraged. You have what it takes. Be bold and courageous, even when high are the stakes. For I am with you and for you, and I will show you the way. Take my hand, darling. The time to shine is now, today. The movement is building. It cannot be contained. The time is now. Shine your light past the flame. There is a secret you already know. Your light is not meant for just you. It's a gift you have been given to give to others so they can shine their light too. Ignite the fire, fan your flame, uncover your light and find others who are the same. The light bringers, the love carriers, those who know they are meant for more too, meant to show the world the way to go, the way to love, the way to unite, the ones who will pass on to others, the soul light. Together we can do it, shining bright, passing the flame to drive out the darkness to shine as one and make the world a brighter place I don't think that there's anything left to say (laughs) (laughs) I think what a beautiful way to to end this conversation and Charity I am going to make sure that every single way that somebody can connect with you to follow your journey to to read your book, to do all the things, to get a hold of your free, um, sample of, of affirmation deck of cards, um, digitally, I think is what you're going to do with those. Right. Um, yeah. all of the things we're going to put in the show notes, you guys, so that you have access to all the things charity, because she's amazing and she's changing lives out there. And girlfriend, as we part, I always ask my guests to share with the audience one question that you would like them to think about in order to move them from where they are now to where they want to be. Mm, I love this. What does heaven think about you? Mm, I like that. Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah. Cause I, um, so, I mean, it's similar to the theme of what we've been talking about, mm-hmm. about these limiting beliefs and kind of these stories that we yes. pick up okay, got it. Um, yeah. throughout our lives. And the most important thing that we could ever know, regardless of what anyone else says is what heaven thinks about oh, us. I love that. So what is truth? You guys, I love that so much. Charity, thank you for, for sharing your heart today, your, your vulnerability, your inspiration. Um, thank you very much for showing up today. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you so much for listening to the Untuck Podcast. I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you. And don't forget to check out the show notes if you want to get into my private club, The Better Club, to be able to learn better ways to be better, do better, and have better. So until next time, keep showing up. Let's get unstuck together. Have a great day.